believe it or not, we're back at New York Comic Con uh, in the belly of the beast now, in the artist alley, truly the belly. And let me tell you, the belly is full. Let me tell you, uh, New York Comic Con is eating the throngs alive. There are a lot of people here, uh, including two people that I see at every show I ever go to because uh, they've got great books. It's Gideon Kendall, the cartoonist, Doug Latino, who does the writing for a variety of things. Hey, thank you both for, for you know, being on More to Come and for, boy, hanging in there. You guys are always at the shows. <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, you know, we're, we are persistent. All right, that, that was... That was good. Against all better judgment. All right, and this is good. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's awesome. All right, well, uh, I hear you guys have got lots to talk about. Uh, I've, you know, I have seen issues of uh, uh, Wait It Gets Worse. Uh, What's it? What's it? What you were doing as yep. well. Yep. Um, I mean, you as a, uh, Gideon as a cartoonist. You, uh, you, there's a Mad Magazine vibe and real work hanging over you. Yep. Uh, ever yep. since I've known it. Uh, Jack Davis and Mort Drucker constantly come to mind. But sure. you've done so many things. And I've mostly seen Doug's work in relationship with Gideon. Yeah. You know, Gideon. it's, yes, yeah. Uh, he's, yeah. My, he's my comics partner. All right. So, uh, Doug, Doug has a life outside of comics, unlike me. So. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? I'm going to randomly uh, go to Gideon first and then we're going to jump over. But, I mean, why don't you talk about the, the graphic memoir or this collection? Uh, Way to Gets Worse is coming out. Why don't you talk about that? Awesome. That sure. sounds great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Doug and I have been doing Way to Gets Worse for like over 10 years. And in that time, we've produced six issues. Most of them are like 30 to 40 pages worth of uh, autobiographical stories. Uh, a lot of it is stories of dumb things that we did when, when we were younger. Some of it's dumb things that we've done as parents, you know, in middle age people trying to figure out I, I read the last issues where it seemed to be a lot of parenting. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we've made a bunch of these issues and we were working on the seventh issue and then we thought it would be nice instead to take everything that we've done plus a bunch of new material and make a nice classy hardcover book with an embossed cover, you know, just so that, you know, just to try to be classy for a change. Okay, all right. This is a new, so, a new phase of your career. Yeah, the, the classy yeah. phase. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, well, yeah, and so this it, is it, Doug Latino. Yeah, it's been described as uh, Ferris Bueller meets Mad Magazine. Okay, like that's one way to describe okay. way that gets worse. You know, so uh, no, we're super excited to be working with uh, Cosmic Lion, um, the, the young publisher there, Eli. Uh, Schwab is really just a great guy. So where are they located? They're in they're in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And I I'm I'm not positive of this, but it feels like he's the kid of hippies, right? So <laughs> he appreciates our work. All right. Because we're it's totally we're trying to carry the torch of the '60s, '70s underground guys. You know, like that's that's who I grew up sort of with. I was exposed yeah. to the Fritz the Cat movie when sure. I was like 10 mm-hmm. years old. And it, and it kind of just changed my just outlook. Like warped it forever, yeah. And then I had an opportunity to be like in dark basements, looking at underground comics, like my friend's older brother. And so I've never been a you know fantasy superhero person. Mm-hmm. This has always been kind of nonfiction, 
uh, autobiographical kind of work. I'm also influenced by um, Josh Newfeld. Sure. You know Josh. Sure, absolutely. Very accomplished uh, sure. uh, you know, journalist, basically. Uh, yeah, graphic really. Journalist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, he's the one that encouraged me to like. I had a bunch of ideas for stories. They were all kind of true and autobiographical. Like, what do I do with them? And he's the one that really encouraged me. Luckily, Giddy and I were introduced from a, a mutual friend, and it's kind of just we've been, you know, super motivated and having a lot of fun doing this for like Gideon said. I think it's like twelve years. Now. Yeah. yeah. So there's plenty of material. Plenty of material to choose from. How big is the book? How many pages in the new? It's going to be what, like two hundred and seventy pages or so. All yeah, right. So it's going to be a nice thick book. It'll look right. really good on your bookshelf. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. Well, I, I have was looking at the last issue, the one I got. Uh, when I saw you like, in Columbus, I, we, we seem to yeah, actually yeah. end up at the same shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm just stalking you. I'm following yeah, you. Yeah, we, we were talking about that. Yeah, absolutely. But that's all right. You know, I mean, comics people stalking me, that's what I do. So that's just all good. Part of my plan. Um, but I do remember stories about your kids. Yes. You have adopted kids. Yes. That, yeah. Very great stories about that. Yes. Um, uh, and you've done, yeah, but anyway, yeah. Well, yes, yeah, like, you know, just self-deprecating, you know, things yeah. we did in college. You know, there's a little bit of drug use. There's a little bit of sex. There are ways, There's definitely, yeah. like, you not, know. Not as much sex. Too much yeah. drugs and yeah, not right. enough sex. Yeah, right. That's Growing a up. common theme running yes. through the book. Yeah, that seems to be one of your domestic cartoons, <laughs> too, as I recall. Oh, yeah, 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 Not enough sex. Thrills, yes, thrills after I will. 50. Too bad your wives, your wives aren't here for me to interview as well. Oh, so you my, get my the wife's other, in the book, too. My yeah, wife yeah, get the other side of these stories. That's been the part, you know, sometimes I joke around about being just a writer, right, in this graphic medium. And that's been the really just rewarding part for me is to get to work with great artists like Gideon, who's got a lot going on beyond Way to Get Worse. But altogether, there's going to be about 18 or 19 artists in in the book. In the book. Uh And so, um, you know, that's been a really cool part of it. That's true, because actually, yeah, right, the book actually has multiple artists. Yes. Other than Gideon in it. Yes. So, all right, okay. So you see a lot of visual styles. Exactly. And we have, we have, we've done some pinup pages. That's how the book's going to be organized by theme. So people like Bob Fingerman has a, has a pinup page. Josh Newfeld has cool. a pinup page. We've got one coming. Uh, Danny Hellman is doing one. Great. Huh? And, uh, yeah, a bunch of David DeGrand, a bunch of other. And Gary Dung, who's one of my. Oh, wow. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah. Really, really These are kind of the heroes of indie comics here you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, the, the, this is great. We're going to be we're on the lookout. When, when's the book going to be available? March, yeah. April. March, April of 2020. 2024. We're yes. really hoping to debut it at MochaFest next year. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. No doubt I'll be there, you know, stalking you guys. Sweet. At that yeah, time. it'll be nice because yeah. MochaFest was the first show we ever did together, you know, what, like 10 years ago or so, when we only had one issue of of the comic and yeah. you know so it'll, it'll be All nice right. to full circle yeah exactly All right. so what else are you working on oh man uh well I've had go a down the of list because you've done so much stuff you, you, you still a, do mad stuff right I don't know well, how mad, mad circulates now mad doesn't really they don't, publish new material yeah, anymore right, right. They don't really, oh there you go yeah so I'm in the Weird Al Yankovic graphic okay. novel that G2 just put out right. that was super fun uh, I don't know if you know like that book was like 
Weird Al chose 20 cartoonists. I did. I didn't know much about it. I knew about the book. To yeah. each illustrate a song. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I was totally yeah. psyched to be included in that. Mm-hmm. There's so many famous people in that book. And, of course, you won an Eisner for Marley's Ghost, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. that's finally going to come out yeah. in print next year. I'm not sure what I'm yeah. allowed to say about that. Oh, uh, well, it's our... I mean, it's our... But, uh, well, that's right. It's been a. Di- that's right. I've been bugging them for years about when is it going to be played. I know, I know. But so just in case people don't know, this is a recreation of uh, a book that Harvey Kurtzman originally planned to do. You guys took on, I guess, his like sketches. Edits. He left behind yeah. about ten pages of finished artwork and right. another twenty pages of thumbnails mm-hmm. of this abandoned project. That would have been like the first graphic novel if anyone had known right. what to do with it. And it's a basically it's an adaptation of uh, uh, Dickens' Christmas Carol. Yep, it yeah. is. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was amazing. That was like I was basically a rookie. I'd never even done a graphic novel before. I was like a forty-year-old rookie. And uh, yeah, I, I got to work on that project thanks to Dennis Kitchen and Josh O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one so, and so, yeah. Eisner. Beautifully illustrated, incredible color. Thank you. I remember, and hey, you you know, all of them have, have read A Christmas Carol 10,000 times <laughs> or seen some version of it. Right. So you really brought a lush, beautiful, like, reimagined Thank you. Christmas Thank you. Carol to digital. And, uh, I, you know, I don't know whether you're going to be, like, uh, arrested for this, but it's coming out in print. It Did is. you just reveal something you were supposed to keep oh, quiet? Oh, no, I just don't think I'm allowed to say, like, exactly from who oh, or okay. exactly when, but I am excited. There will be right. an actual print version of it next year. All right, sounds yeah, good. So That's I'm great. excited about that. All right, so real quick, though, let's, uh, I'm going to jump to Doug. How'd you get started writing comics? I mean, you did tell, I guess you just told us a little bit about it. A little bit. You know what it was? I, I'm, I'm late to the game. Uh-huh. You know, like my, one of my heroes, Harvey Picard, like didn't get started till late sure, in the game. Absolutely. I filled a couple of notebooks of mm-hmm. ideas mm-hmm. and that's when, uh, you know, I was having a cup of coffee with Josh Newfeld, mm-hmm. who's really been a mentor, yeah. right? He's a teacher. He's my sometimes editor and he really encouraged me to do it. And so it's, it's one of those things where I always kind of had an interest. But I just didn't know. I couldn't see myself as a prose writer, mm-hmm. and so that—that that was really simply that. That was it, you know. And and Gideon, yeah. Give us a quick background on your cartooning career. You're a late bloomer. I am a late. You bloomer. told me last night at the Harveys. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. I uh, well, so like Doug was saying, you know, he found the underground art, mm-hmm. you know, at a certain point. I kind of actually grew up in that world, mm-hmm. in that. Like, I grew up on a commune. Like, my parents were back-to-the-land hippies, so okay. right. I grew up around all that stuff. Uh, but I, I went in a, when I went to art school, I kind of tried to go more in a fine art direction, and then I was in bands for a number of years. Yes. Kind of <laughs> lost my way artistically until I was just about It's 40. called experience. Yeah, it was experience <laughs> of one kind or another. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, but uh, I found my way back to comics, like, at around 40, Met Doug, we started doing yeah. stories together, and then I came up with the idea for What's It, started working on What's It, which Heavy Metal put out the graphic novel last mm-hmm. year. Um, so, so yeah, I am definitely late to the game, but I, which is frustrating in a way, because I feel like, man, I, I missed, I missed like a couple decades of time that I could have been really productive, but on the other hand, like, I'm a better artist than I was 20 years ago. Like, in that time, I worked in animation, I did children's books and a lot of other stuff. 
so I was practicing my craft. So when I did finally get fortunate enough to have a chance to make comics, maybe I was more ready than I would have been otherwise. All right, all right. Yeah. So yeah. The, the, the moral of our story is, you know, it's never too late. Never too late. Well, look, thanks both Until of you you're guys. Dead, then it's too late. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, you guys. They're both good. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm glad they gave me some time here. We're at the in the Artist Alley at New York Comic Con. So uh, thank you both for being on More to Come. Thanks for having us. You bet. Hey, I'm back at New York Comic Con. I'm in Artist Alley. Uh, the, the, the aisles run us over. There's a lot of people here today like crazy. Ah, and you know, I'm about to talk with N. Stephen Harris. Uh, thank you so much for being on More to Come hey. for the first time. <laughs> thank you for uh, having me, man. I appreciate it. Well, I mean, you, you to me, you're like the, the indie comics guy, um, you know, for all occasions. <laughs> uh, we were just talking. Uh, I mean, I've seen you at the Black Comic Book Festival. Right. I've seen you all other places here at New York Comic Con. You do so many different things. Uh, I know you got, what, like about 20 years in this game? Am oh, I, you know? Uh, or is that, am I wrong about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm right about it. Okay. No, no, no. It's, 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 um, <laughs> it's even longer. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 32. Okay, 32. 32. I know you, you've done stuff for Marvel and yeah. DC, but you've also done, I mean, I guess you do some self-publishing, or yeah. how do you hook it up? Yeah, I do self-publishing. Yeah. I have a couple of books that I, I have. A couple of books that I have. Uh, and one of them I have to get to. I need, I, need, I, need, I need to give some attention to that one. But yeah, I have a couple out there. All right. yeah. But tell you what, we're here at Artist Alley. Tell us about what you got on the table right now, because right. you've got some great stuff here that I have never seen before. Yes, okay. Let's start with uh, Indigo Clan. I have that here. Uh, it is a metaphysical martial arts action adventure featuring five young people fighting ancient evil using culture and their spiritual beliefs as weapons to fight the ancient evil. That's Indigo Clan, Indigo. and I've got three issues of that. Yeah, so, uh, uh, beautiful uh, art, you, you know. Thank you. Uh, written and created by Ryle Nagaska. He's uh, out in the West Coast in, in, in the uh, Bay Area. I have also I have Octobriana, who is a, uh, a um, immortal superhero, a Russian immortal superhero from the future, and a time traveler that goes back through time, fighting uh, evil despots and dictators, as well as her nemesis, the Baba Yaga. And, she, and uh, Octobriana has an interesting backstory herself as far as how she was created. But I'll say that if you, if you yes. get that, you'll, you'll be reading in the inside cover. You uh, got Black History here too. Oh yeah, I got Black History here. Big I got, time. I got three books from uh, True Fiction. Uh, I have one called Jude's War, which is about a young man coming from uh, coming, coming from uh, World War II, mm-hmm. dealing with PTSD, uh, Jim Crow South, yep. and the beginnings of the Civil Rights Movement. I got uh, uh, Cecile's brother of uh, a, a, a black woman passing for white. Uh, going through, uh, I work with the NWCP, going through white areas, getting, uh, getting lynching paraphernalia, and also dealing with the loss of her brother who was lynched sometime before that. Uh, so, uh, have Did you write these two? No, no, yeah. our, our Chris Walker wrote, uh, Cecile's brother and okay. Edward and Louise's journey, which, and Edward Louise's journey is a story of the Great Migration, a story within the Great Migration. Uh, of a couple coming from Alabama, I believe. No, Georgia. Just in Alabama. Uh-huh. Georgia going to, uh, Chicago. And so those two books were written by Chris Walker. Jews the War was written by, uh, uh, Steph, uh, Stefan, Stefan Manuel, who's also the publisher in, in uh, or, uh, uh, the publisher of and creator of True Fiction, or owner of uh, True Fiction. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm not familiar with the company, but these books look really great. Yeah, all of these. Out of Chicago. Out of Chicago. And these books are all based around really 
big themes and big uh, periods yeah. in African American history. Yeah, so it's, it's true. It's true history with fictional characters and uh, fictional characters with the book. The last one I have here is uh, me and my microphone. Which is a, uh, oh book yeah, by DMC, right on time. Yeah, featuring uh, Chuck D, featuring Jazzy Jeff, Ice T, and Bumpy Knuckles coming together in a ten-page story to fight a evil hate monster in New York City. All right. <laughs> So you've got it all. Um, so, but why don't you tell us a little bit about your beginnings in comics? What got you making comics? This is a tough business, yeah. Especially when you're an independent, you know. Uh, and yeah, it seems like to me that you've like done the work. You've been here. You had the ups and downs. I bet. So, what got you started? What got me started? Oh, uh, okay. I was always drawing. Of course. Uh, Star Wars changed my life. It, it didn't have me start drawing, but once I saw Star Wars, my drawings changed. Yeah. Uh, then I got into anime. Watching uh-huh. anime back in the late, the early, late 70s, early 80s. Yes, uh-huh. I go back that far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, my, my cartoons were Battle of Planets, Star Blazers. Uh-huh. My shows were Battle of Galactica, all these sci-fi opera shows and whatnot. And so my drawings reflected that. I draw these big, standing uh, space battle scenes. And over time, I wanted to uh, tell a story with my artwork. I said, how am I do this? Uh, animation is too much work. This, this thing is comics. I was collecting comics off and on. I was doing collecting Star Wars comics, Battlefront Galactic comics, Shogun Warrior comics. Yeah, Did you go to any kind of cartooning school, art school? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. When I went to tell a story with my work, I went to, uh, to uh, do my own comic book. And that led to me from high school taking a lot of art classes and sure. going into school business arts. You, oh, so you went to SBA? Yeah, SBA yeah. in New York City. I went to SBA. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't a cartoon major because I wasn't really happy with the, with the cartoon yeah. department. Well, were you the illustration? Uh, illustration. Yeah. As soon as I, did, as soon as I graduated, yeah. uh, then, I, then the people who I knew started becoming teachers, like Claus Jansen, Bill Sinclair, yeah, yeah. Paul Simonson, yeah, yeah, Paul Infantino. I said, oh, now you yeah, guys oh, Now you're coming, yeah. I graduated. <laughs> In the spring, you guys come in the fall '91. Finally, the cartoonists show up, yeah, and you're yeah. gone. Yeah, a lot, guys. So, but but I I did get that education outside of college while I was going to college in, in uh, comics because I met Michael Davis, one of the co-founders of Milestone Media. Sure, yeah. Through uh, a, a good friend of mine named uh, uh, Rick DeSilva, and then when I met Michael Davis. He, um, Dennis Cowan came by the class, and then okay, the other. Now I gotta say this: Mike Davis had a class in Harlem, New York, at the uh, Children's Art Carnival. Uh-huh. And now I had just moved to New York from Jersey uh, in my third year at college. So, and that, that Children's Art Carnival, was, Children's Art Carnival, was about almost ten blocks away. Short no, about six blocks away from me. Uh, so I just walked over there on Saturdays. He had to have a class. Each week we have to have a, have a, a page done, not just a pencil page, but a fully pencil. Inked, colored page from a story we wrote of a DC character. It'd be any DC character we wanted to, wanted to have, but it could not be Batman. No Batman was to have be found in our books. And what do I do? I put Batman in my books. But, 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 but Batman gets shot, and therefore, when he gets shot, he got a commission, and Black Lightning takes over. So okay. You, Black Lightning. So you moved him out of the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Black Knight is looking for his killer, and his killer was somewhere, not killer, yeah. his, his, uh, his uh, the shooter. Yeah. And he got to yeah. Black Knight to go over to South Africa. Because South Africa was hot back in the 90, late sure. 80, early 90s. And so he was, so he went to South Africa and took Teen Titans and just went with him to fight the, uh, the people who were shot by Batman. Right. So, so, so back on track. <laughs> so I became from, in that class, Michael Davis would have, at the end of the year to have 32 
finished uh, pencil, ink, and color pages that we put for the editors at the uh, comic convention that we have in New York. Mm-hmm. That, at the time, the big convention was the Bob Greenberg shows. Yeah, yeah. the Bob Greenberg shows. And uh, so we were going upstairs, seeing editors, talking to artists, and having to review our portfolios, get connections and whatnot. And then uh, became, and after that, I became Dennis Brown's assistant. And was okay. Oh, you became his assistant. Yeah, yeah this so guy was his assistant. Yeah, yeah. 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 One of the greats. Yes, yeah. yeah. absolutely. One of the greats that was uh, cartoonist. Uh, Backgrounds for Dennis Cowan uh, for a couple of years before they uh, found the milestone. Ah, yeah. yeah so I'm, you're right there at the beginning of you yeah, know yeah, of milestones. Uh, I didn't get work for milestones. You didn't get to work for, but yeah. <laughs> but you saw the, the the parade go yeah. by anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I started, you know, I started well, when did you get? Well, when did your own work? When did you get a kind of a breakthrough? Yeah. My first, my first breakthrough to Dennis uh, is through a, a company called Personality Comics. Oh, what what comes Personality Comics? Per- Personality uh-huh. comics. They did comics on uh, celebrities and sports figures. Sure. And you're based in Long Island. Mm-hmm. And so I did one on Ricky Henderson. Ah. I had to do like uh, 20 pages, 20 pages, pages, and three and a half weeks. Uh-huh. I took on too much. It was not a good thing. But even though I knew I did, I did do a great job on it, I did, I did, I did, I did finish it, which is most important. And I was accountable. So I was there. And then, uh, they, they hired me again for another story, which was a much more manageable eight page story. Which was an eight page story based on uh, uh, a biography of Jimmy Page. Uh, so then I got a little history of Led Zeppelin doing that, doing that story. Uh, so then, uh, my first superhero comic was uh, for uh, DC Comics. I did a, a ten pager for uh, Future Choir and Ice uh-huh. in a uh, DC Showcase. In 90, DC Showcase '93. I did it a year earlier, '92. Uh, mm-hmm. And I also did uh, another superhero comic book, another uh, a twenty-four page book, broken up into eight pages, mm-hmm. eight pages a month for Dark Horse Comics. I was the first, the first artist with X. He had a, it was a, a character with a, a, a black mask, one eye open, and a red X over it, over the mask. That was the first artist on that on that character, and that was like, I think that was Dark Horse, Dark Horse Capcom's first superhero. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, you have worked all over. But let me ask you this: and, you know, as a cartoonist now working today, particularly for you know a black artist is working in the indie comics. I mean, what what would you say to young cartoonists? What do you say to young cartoonists? But when you encounter people or the fans about you know your work and how you're able to keep working, yeah, it's it's about uh, networking, uh, having a crew of people that you know and they they, they know you and you can be and be, you can be trustworthy. It starts, it starts with your friends, your friends. And all, and all your artist friends may not be artists coming up. They may be artists. They may, they may be art directors. They may be career directors. They may have their own company at some point. They may branch off. Or the people you come in contact with who are art directors, you make sure you do the work on time and professionally. At least, at least be done professionally and be accountable. So don't disappear. Yeah. Uh, network yourself. Uh, reach out to people. Go to shows, go to cons. If you're a comic book artist, do be a storyboard artist, learn the storyboard business, reach out to career directors. Uh, Over the course of your career, I mean, what I talk about, I mean, I'm a, I'm a journalist, retired, I should also say. I'm retired. You're year into it, right? I'm still, but, but I'm also curious. Well, I love comics, so I'm retired from comics. I'm retired from, from deadlines. That's <laughs> Um, but, you know, uh, we're in a different world now than when I was a kid. 
you know, when I was a kid, it was Superman. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe if you're lucky, you got a syndicated news script, yeah. gag panels, but there's a whole world of options out here. I tell people that there's now more ways than ever before for cartoonists to be underpaid. But, <laughs> but, but, but on a serious note, I mean, you've seen that art. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do the contrast. When I was coming up, I was uh, had photocopies of my of my samples. I would mail them snail mail, not emails, snail mail to the ed- editors of novel covers or my samples. I would have I would uh, uh, on storyboards. I had to make cold, cold calls, and you got website. You saw, well, of course, you had a website then, but not back in uh, not that not the nineties. It was all phone caps. Yeah, and I was I transitioned into storyboards late nineties, but there was there was websites then. But anyway, uh, it was all about cold call, cold phone calls. Yeah. Um, email, I mean mailing, yeah, conventions. Now you can post your stuff online. Yeah, you know, uh, visit people's websites. You can uh, people find you by you posting online. Yeah, uh, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Twitter. Yeah, uh, either Twitter, Twitter is like something else right now. Uh, have you did, have you ever done anything with these the, 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 these webtoon platforms? No, I have not. Uh-huh. There's webtoons. I mean, there's a whole bunch of. Different I mean, there's whole of yeah. I don't mean webtoon the company. I mean the whole idea. Oh, I, I, I mean I, that's one of them. Yeah. Yeah, people to post their stuff on, on mm. and offer for free and, and, and trade up the work that they offer for free yeah. online. They can trade up the books, meaning uh, the artwork, into a book or trade, yeah. like a graphic novel, and sell them at conventions. Yeah. So you offer them like a page by page image for free online. If they stop it, they can make it into a book and sell online. Yeah. And sell online and sell at conventions. Yeah. And you might get, you might, an uh, editor or someone may, may look at you and see you there, or a book publisher may sure. see you and take it further. So, I mean, it's so much more ways, it's so many more options. It's Kickstarter, crowdfunding, that's what you do, to uh, get that stuff out there. Even if you don't make the goal, you have a, 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 a source of a fans that did support you yeah. coming up. And you utilize that list to uh, grow and do more work and fertilize uh, uh, that list to grow it and support it. That's supportive. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can really create an audience now yeah. in ways that I don't think you could before. Well, look, I've got, uh, what do you think about New York Comic Con here? We're down at Artist Alley. Has, has it been good for you? It's been garbage. No, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of no, people, that's for sure. It's, it's been, I, Thursday and Friday were good. It's a little slow for me right now. But yeah. Saturday, you know, a different crowd. Uh, this Thursday and Friday because you got more people coming yeah. in who were in before whereas Thursday and Friday uh, people may walk around and, uh, the, the, the show a bit they come back to the table and uh, so they may do that today and they can come back around and uh, get what they want to get yeah. so we'll see what happens alright well look M. Stephen Harris thank you so much you. it's good to talk to you for a little bit to hear about your story uh, I see you everywhere and so great thanks so much for being on uh, board you, sir. you bet